everybody. This is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, Day 115. It's now been one year, 16 weeks, and six days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And hello from my local park. I decided to kill two birds with one stone by walking down here for exercise and then doing the letting go segment while I meander on over to the podcast rock to finish out the rest. But before I get to moseying, I want to send a big smooch and thank you to one of our new BCs, Char, who posted a five-star review on USA iTunes. Thanks, Char. It means so much to me that you took the time to do that, and it makes the show so much easier for other iTunes listeners to find. Here's your smooch. What's on today's show? After we listen to our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward and I share what I'm letting go of today, I'll play a very special clip of Alan Standish and me from when I walked around this very same park just last week recording our third interview for his show. BCs have been asking, where's Alan? So he graciously provides an answer. And after we catch up with Alan, we'll welcome Char and other new BCs, including Shelly B, who posted on Day 100, and BCX, who shares a wonderful email but wants to remain anonymous. Anyone else remember the old Speed Racer show with Speed's mysterious older brother, Racer X? If so, you can probably guess where I got my inspiration for BCX's alias. Then, the last episode generated some fun comment conversations on the show notes page of day 114. We'll peek in on Donnie, Dave, myself, M, and Mark himself as we welcome new BCs Shay and M, ponder on self-criticism's impact on creativity, and wonder, why is it Mark shrugs off our compliments? It's also double fun day as Dave's wife, BC Kathleen, goes on the bravery report for sharing some fun, foolish fun for the very first time. And Donnie shares a very funny pair of jokes. Then we'll wrap up as I practice my voice acting skill by reading you one of my latest posts that includes a conversation between myself and one of my pesky inner voices, Tantrum Lori. So stay tuned while we listen to Josh and I'll let you know what I'm going to let go of today. But I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a history that never really grows, I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a silent wind that never Josh, Josh, here we are together once again down at the local park, and I'm happy, as always, to find something new to let go of. Actually, I thought I had a really good idea of what I was going to let go of, but I realized I need to be a little more specific. In other words, what I thought to myself I needed to get over was fear of risk, R-I-S-K, risk. Now, some people might say, well, Lori, you can't get rid of all risk because some risk is a good thing to pay attention to, right? (laughs) Like, it's probably not a good idea for you to walk on a tightrope across some buildings because that would be risky. In fact, that's almost probably (laughs) almost 100% the risk that I would topple and do some serious damage, if not die, if I did such a thing. Even physically, some of the things I used to do with my bike when I was younger and more fit 
would probably be a really big physical risk for me to do those things without training. So I realized it really wasn't risk in general, just like I don't want to take every last bit of my money to Vegas, bet on red and cross my fingers and hope that I double my money. No, <laughs> that would be too large a risk for my comfort. So the risk that I'm talking about specifically as I'm walking along in the park today is the emotional risk that I fear when it comes to criticism. Now this was really brought home to me in my voice acting because when you're acting, <laughs> what most people tend to do when you start out acting or you're trying to do a character is you pretend you act as how you believe this character would be. You know, the old fake it till you make it type thing. So like, if you're really upset with someone and you wanna say, get the heck out of here in character, then you might say like, make your voice loud, get the heck out of here. But you know, that doesn't really resonate. So what you have to do is actually let yourself be a person who is so angry that you mean it. Well, I'll try, I'm not particularly angry at the moment, but I'll try to channel the volcano of rage when I was really upset and see if I can do it. I don't know that I can, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna give up that fear, self-criticism about this, okay? Get out of here. I tell you, just get out of here. Get out of here. Now, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm guessing that if you compare my first get out of here with the second try, I sounded more actually mad by the second try. That's because I was remembering a time in my life when I was really angry with someone and I let those feelings kind of bubble up. Now, part of the struggle in acting, voice acting or otherwise, is that there's a technical side that I'm still learning, you know, the breath control, how you speak, certain things that you do, but there's also the problem of letting yourself feel, okay? Letting yourself have emotions. In fact, dredging up those emotions, bringing them out, using them as tools. Hey, remember when you were sad? Remember when you were giggly? Remember when you were a kid and filled with joy? Remember when you were lonely? Remember that hurt feeling when someone really hurt you badly? You use those memories and those emotions to try to connect with what's on the page. Well, that's very well and good, Lori, but we're not all trying to be actors here, are we? Some of us may be liking to act, but what's that got to do with us? Well, it has a lot to do with me, but it also, I think, has a lot to do with all of us because it's come to my thought lately that the same reasons why beginning actors don't like to let themselves be seen with true emotions out on the stage or in class or in a take is the same thing that I experienced in my life. I don't want to risk. I don't want that emotional risk of letting myself be real. 
of communicating my true feelings or even of knowing my true feelings. And because it was so scary for me, because the risk was so huge to let anyone know my feelings, I became extremely critical. Critical of myself, critical of all I did, critical of all I thought, even critical of what I felt. Now, I know that I've talked about the fear of criticism a little bit before and criticism's role in my life and how it holds me back. And actually, BCs, I think that criticism, our fear of criticism, is really a protective device. I think we criticize ourselves like, don't be so foolish, don't have such high hopes. Who do you think you are to try to do X, Y, Z? We do this to try to protect ourselves from the disappointing realization that, yep, you know what, they're right, I am not enough. It's absolutely true, I'm not good enough. You know, we get tired of hearing all the time about how we disappoint this person or how our body image isn't correct or we, you know, don't do this right or that right. Now, every single human being in the planet has those moments where they disappoint their parent or their kid or their partner or their loved one or their friends or their boss or their employees. Whatever relationship there is in life, every single one of us have disappointed the other person in our relationships, and we have in turn also been disappointed. Now what I think is different about those of us with a compulsive frame of mind is that we take this in like it's all because of ourselves, that we did it, it's us. There's some horrible bad thing about us that causes these disappointments, these screw ups, these things that are bad that happen. And because we feel secretly bad, we don't want anyone to find out our terrible secret. We're like a reverse superhero. So we totally hide our superpowers so as not to risk the disappointment of having outsiders criticize us for what we think was actually good. So, if one has spent their entire life protecting oneself against criticism from outsiders and from within, what happens to our lives? Well, you don't risk anything. You don't go anywhere. You don't do anything. You kind of become more and more contained within yourself. You tend to hold your breath. That's why I have to work so hard on learning to breathe. You learn to be quiet. You learn to try not to be too noticeable. You try to make sure that those things like the big risks, like submitting the story to the editor or putting your voice on the show or you know doing the painting or trying to write a poem or going for that job you really want, doing those big things make you very, very visible. It makes you open to people's opinion. Hey, you know, that art isn't that great to me. I don't get it. Huh, what kind of story was that? Oh, you gotta be kidding. Did you hear all those breaths in your voice acting? You know, you might be getting these kinds of criticisms from others. And that's not very fun, because for us who've been used to being small 
and not noticeable or trying to be as small as we can. And the funny thing is, Brave Companions, now I'll speak for me here. As you know, I used to, for more than 50 years, have issues with compulsive overeating, binge eating, and dieting. But most of the time, I was on the overweight, obese side. And so as I got bigger and bigger in my body, I realized I was hiding myself more and more underneath that level of fat. How weird. Taking up more space in the world actually meant I was taking less, I had less space for myself, the real me, the part that's inside, but I had this huge fortress around me, not only physically, but as an excuse, right? Oh, I didn't get the acting job because I'm fat. Oh, I don't even need to go over to this person and ask them out for a date because I'm fat. I don't need to try for that job because I'm fat. Everything in the world I could blame on being fat. If I sit down next to you, you have to leave me space because I am physically big. Therefore, you have to keep your distance. And yet, the inside me longs to be seen. Please, someone see me. Hear me, just like the who's in Whoville, the old Dr. Seuss story. Hear me, see me, look through this wall of fat. Look through this mask of funniness and busyness and helpfulness. See me, please, please see me. Notice me, say I'm okay. Well, most people are too darn busy doing their own lives and having their own issues to be trying to discern past your mask past whatever psychological barriers you've erected to do that. <laughs> They're not going to just see you and know what you need. This is something I've learned in therapy and <laughs> from talking about this. Because you guys, as you know, I try my darndest, except when I'm acting, I try my darndest to be absolutely real with you exactly how I feel. And that's probably reflected in my vocal quality, my tones, whether I'm saying a lot of F this, F that, or whether I'm laughing and giggling or smiling. Because you can hear the smile in my voice on the days that I'm happy. And I know you also heard the sadness on the days I was going through depression and the disappointment in myself when I had to admit to you, oh yes, I've been binging, and the elation when I got an iHeartRadio. <laughs> you know, you hear how I feel. That's why UBCs have been so critical to me developing a sense of inner bravery to pursue my dreams. Because this was such an unexpectedly safe way for me to express my feelings. And you guys have interacted for the most part with me very gently and supportively and if I sing badly, you still say, Yahoo, we love that you're singing. And you hear my good takes in voice acting and some of my not so good takes in voice acting. And you still say, Yahoo, you're out there trying to make it happen. Now, in order to improve at some goals, whether it's athletic goals or acting goals or singing goals or writing goals, if you truly wish to improve the skill and not just enjoy the experience because there's some things like frankly I love to paint but right now I have no 
ambition, you know, to go take my paintings to an art gallery or to have somebody buy my paintings. For me, painting is something I do purely and only for myself. So it does not matter one little bit if I'm super good at it. It's not going to impact anything in my life. If I still like to do it, I do it. If I don't like to do it, I don't. And now I think I'm getting off my topic just a little bit, but what I'm trying to say is those things where I need to have more skill or I desire more skill or I want more skill, like my voice acting journey, I could just say, hey, you know, I've learned enough and I'm having a lot of fun reading stories for the Brave Companions. This is enough for me. I'm getting a chance to express myself this way. But I realize that's not enough for me. The real me, the one that's been under all this fat armor all this time, the real me wants to get out there and give it a try for real. I want to go to real audition. I want to try to really maybe get an animated part. I want to try to really get a commercial. I want to have my voice be out there. I want to be able to say, I did it. I studied, I learned, I tried, I auditioned enough times that I finally, finally got a paid voice acting gig. Okay, that covers the want side of it. What does that take? It takes allowing yourself to hear criticism. It requires for yourself to give yourself criticism without decimating yourself. It's one thing to notice like, wow, I really could have hit this word a little better in this take and let me try it again to say things to yourself like, you incompetent boob, look at you, you screwed it up again, you're never gonna be a voice actor. That isn't criticism, that's the equivalent of the emotional robot aliens trying to keep you from trying, trying to keep you from going after something that might hurt you emotionally. But what you need to do in that case, brave companions, is hold up your hand and say, hey, I know what you're trying to do, I know you're trying to protect me, but it's okay, I can take it. I got my big girl britches on or my big guy britches on. I can take it, I can deal with it, I can learn to risk criticism, I can learn to give myself constructive criticism in order to achieve my goals. So in order to learn to take criticism, you have to learn to risk criticism. Your own criticism and those of your teachers and coaches who are helping you achieve what you want. So for me, I realized that fear of criticism is a huge one for me. So today, thanks to Josh and to all of you, I'm letting that fear of criticism go in the wind. Bye-bye, criticism. From now on, you're my partner. From now on, you're only there to help me, and I take from you what's good for me, and all the rest of it can fly away and get out of here. Turning from my risk, let's check in on what risks my friend and fellow podcaster Alan Stanish has been up to. Hey, brave companions, you'll never guess where I am. Well, maybe you will. I'm actually walking around the park talking to, guess who? 
Alan Standish. Did you guess? <laughs> Hi, Alan. Thanks for talking to me today. Hey, Lori. I appreciate the time today. It's been fun. And actually, we did, this is our third interview, but we're actually doing this interview for a new project that Alan's working on. And I just wanted you guys to all hear that he's alive and well. And Alan, what do you feel comfortable telling the Brave Companions about what you've been working on lately? Uh, that, uh, one, I should be much better about updating my show and updating my, my audience. I, I, and I'm going to talk about this in a new show that I'll be releasing shortly, either right before this one comes out for you, Lori, or afterwards. But uh, I got to tell you, there's something about trying to be authentic to yourself and, and to your original goals of what you wanted to do that uh, I kind of had to relearn some lessons for myself the last couple of months. And I'm glad I've went through that process. It's definitely helped me a lot with this new project that I'm working on. And I think it's just going to make it that much better. So it's been, it's been a little challenging from that perspective. I, I used to think I understood who I was and what I wanted to do, you know, if I had the ultimate list. And it's funny how even though I had all these best of intentions, I would still kind of lie and cheat to myself about what I was doing. I, I fortunately, I was able to pick up on a lot of that for myself, and, and I had to stop and redo a few things. But unfortunately, and just like we're talking about here, that left a large hole with where my uh, existing podcast was and me just not getting on there and updating things. So I guess bottom line, all is going fantastic. And I am so, so, so excited about this new project that's uh, going to be announced. And I'm going to be announcing it toward the end of June 2015. It's, it's going to be fun. Well, cool beans. That was it. I wanted you guys to say hello to Alan. Know he's okay and he's not going anywhere. He's just starting a new adventure and having fun in his life. Isn't that right? That's <laughs> a nice way to sum that one up. Thanks, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alan. Well, bye, Brave Companions. And you'll look for Alan's new show when it comes out. And they still would find it on Progress Not Perfection, correct? Your announcement about your new project? Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I'll announce everything, and um, it'll be a good transition. Okay, so stand by and just know that Alan's cool and still wishing you well, you Brave Companions. And Alan did provide more of his story on the latest release of his show, Progress Not Perfection, his episode 59. I'll leave a link to it on today's show notes. Thanks, Alan, for the update, and we'll be waiting with bated breath to hear more about your exciting new project. Welcome the new brave companions who've come to walk with us a while on our journey. Our first BC is Shar, who I thanked at the opening for her five-star iTunes review. Shar originally contacted me via the contact form. She writes, Dear Lori, I ran across your podcast a few days ago and downloaded all the episodes. I have listened to the first eight episodes so far. I want to tell you that listening to you is like having a conversation with a good friend, albeit one-sided. Your heartfelt and honest account of your eating struggles hit home. I look forward to hearing more of your journey. Thank you for your good work and congratulations on your success. You are an inspiration. And I wrote back when I asked her permission to greet her by name. Hi, Shar. Thanks so much for taking the time to write me and letting me know the show is helpful. It is a weird kind of dynamic, isn't it? I feel like I'm alone talking to myself. And yet... I'm really speaking to so many people who have let me know they have similar issues and feelings. It has really been amazing to connect with others in this way. Even though much time has passed for me since the episode you've recently listened to, they still 
strike a chord with me when I re-listen to them. Please feel free and welcome to participate as much as the mood strikes in the show or the blog, as other listeners here also are a very supportive group. Thanks again for your encouragement and your kind words, XOXO. And this is probably a great time to remind you all that when you binge listen to the past episodes, that all of these events, moods, thoughts, and feelings happened in real time in the past for me. Each time I record, I record what is true on that day. For example, today for me is Monday, June 1st, 2015. Several months or years may have passed before you are hearing in your time what was on my mind today. This is a reminder that I don't always remember what happened on a particular episode, and I may think differently now than I did then. I'm human, and my thoughts and emotions and decisions fluctuate as life goes on. I'm not a fiction with a Hollywood ending, dang it. But I have to say I am happy with my progress. It's just a different path than I envisioned when I started out on this adventure. Next up, a kind email from BCX, a listener who wishes to remain anonymous. BCX writes, Hi, Lori. I've been lurking around your podcast for a while. I don't know if you can lurk around podcasts, but whatever. Smiley face. And I just wanted to say that I particularly loved episode 114 and its emphasis on identifying what makes life meaningful for each individual. Thanks for the reminder that there's a purpose for why we're all here. The episode's message was just what I needed to hear at a difficult time of my life, a time when it is very hard for me to locate joy or meaning. And if I knew how to leave a five-star review on iTunes for this episode, I would. You go, girl. Sending love, anonymous. Well, thank you, BCX. Whomever you are, wherever you are, I'm glad that Day 114 resonated for you so strongly. I have to say, it was one of the most powerful for me, too, and marks a watershed moment in my own journey. Thanks for taking the time to encourage me and to let me know it was a positive force in your life at the time you heard it, too. Then last but not least, Shelly B. posted this message on day 100. I just found your podcast. I am so happy that you made this. I don't go to meetings, but feel this down-to-earth journal will help me on my journey on getting back on track and to stop my binging and overeating. This is a hard thing to stop, and not everyone understands, so it's nice to have found someone to give advice and tips that will help me. And I replied, Hi, Shelly. Welcome. I'm so glad you found us. This is a very supportive, creative, and fun bunch. I appreciate your stopping by, and I look forward to learning more about your story and hearing your thoughts. XOXO. And before we move on, another mini greeting to BC Dave's wife, BC Kathleen, who goes on the bravery report for sharing some foolish fun with us later on. And I think this may be the first time we have had an active BC couple, at least the first I can remember. So congrats, you two. I think you have just made COD history. That wraps it up for new BCs today. If you are listening, we would love to hear from you, too. Just comment on the Compulsive Overeating Diary blog, email, send audio like BC Kathleen did, or email me at lori at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. We are always happy to meet new brave companions, whether you give your true name, an alias name, or remain anonymous like BCX. Last show featured heartfelt stories from our new BCs, Shay and M. 
Shay sent audio about reclaiming her identity away from fat, and M wrote an essay I love to read about her own journey with learning to love and value thunder thighs. Donnie posted her welcomes to them and gave her comments on the show. Donnie writes, welcome M and Shay, wahoo! Love us some more new friends. This was a fun episode. I giggled throughout. I can't say I love my thighs, however. This certainly does offer a new perspective slash light. Ha! I do try to practice gratitude, as in thankful for my ability to walk and that my legs carry me through my crazy life, etc. It makes one happier and more appreciative slash grateful. Lori, I love your voicing and singing and all that you have come to achieve, and I think it's so fun you share it. I'd love to tell you to be less critical of yourself, but I know it's preaching to the choir. Ha <laughs> ha. You're wonderful. Just know that. And as much as you really, 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 really care about us, we too really care about you. Laughing out loud. I answer, Donnie. Ha 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 I'll say that again. Ha ha ha, Donnie. When I saw the little indicator pop up that tells me there is a comment, I knew from the time of day it was you. I'm glad you like the show. I like that one too. Yes, self-criticism is a hard one to let go. I will have to see if I can inspire myself to do that one. And side note, I did. That's what I did today. Okay, back to this. I loved recording my story with my new toy, and today I'm setting up my studio mic stand so we can measure how much baffling material we need to order to get my closet slash guest room set up as an actual recording space, at least without me having to drag ladders and blankets and foam out from the garage every time. I'm glad, too, that you really, really, really care about me. XOXOXO. P.S. My thighs are happy today as valued members of the body, thanks to M's cool essay. The new BCM chimed in with some positive thoughts. Hello, Donnie, and thanks for the wild wahoo. Yes, body acceptance and appreciation, whatever its image, helps me be kinder with my body and with all of me. Each kind thought, comment, or criticism, yes, criticism can be kind too, right? Helps me to take good care of my body. It's a moment-to-moment -moment daily practice. Smiles. M. Another wrinkle occurred when BC Dave wrote this opening volley in the struggle to say something nice to Mark. Great podcast. Welcome to M and Shay. Thunder Thighs is an essay. Stephanie, thank you for sharing your list. Lori, please let Mark know that I love his intros. I admit that I did not do any drawing. The fear is strong with this one, in Yoda's voice this weekend. <laughs> Did lots of garden-related stuff. Well, I tried, Dave, to do Yoda's voice, but couldn't quite nail it today. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, letting it go. Back to Dave. I really need to find the joy in expressing my creative side and forget about the imperfect. Have you heard of The Appleseed? It is a radio show that specializes in storytelling, your new passion. And he included the link to that show, which is great, and I'll post it in today's show notes. I answered, Morning, Dave, since it is now 6 a.m.-ish for me. Thanks for the links. They were fun to check out. I did tell Mark what you said, and his usual response was, What's to like about that? Sigh. But thanks for passing on those kind thoughts for him. I enjoy his announcer voice, too. Well, it's hard to tell you to just enjoy yourself drawing, as my singing teacher has been telling me lately to just enjoy myself and not struggle so much. It is not a fun thing to enjoy anymore. However, I do enjoy the singing improvement. Sometimes I think the desire to get better takes the focus versus the fun of the thing. With voice acting, I am past that critical killjoy. 
The singing, I'm still in the thick of it, so I do understand. Let's both of us try to sing and draw this weekend in a zen way. Let's just let it go and see what happens. Deal? Of course, I may not succeed, but I will try. Fretting about how hard singing is lately isn't helping. Being mad at myself for not singing better isn't helping. I sing way better than when I began. It's just now I know more about it. So now I can be even more critical than when I plain thought I can't sing at all. Makes sense? <sighs> Baby steps every day in every way. Dave continued with more specifics on why he likes Mark's voice with his next comment. Lori, tell Mark it is not very gracious to not accept compliments. He needs to love himself more. Tell him if he doesn't love himself more, I will send the robot alien his way programmed to give him lots of slobbery kisses and awkwardly long hugs. His voice is perfect for the intros. It reminds me of the old time radio shows. Plus he uses just the right amount of drops. He has creativity I admire. Mark himself then was inspired to reply. Thanks for the compliment, Dave. What perplexes me the most is, how did you know my worst nightmare would be slobbery kisses from robot aliens? Mark. And to be fair, Mark is only as hard on himself as we all tend to be. For one thing, his dream in life is not to be a voice actor, and all of this announcing and live participation in the show is done purely to get wifey points by supporting me. He, like all of us, wants to do a great job, but also, like most of us, seems to hear the negatives in his performance. I know I sure as heck do that too. So I cut Mr. Mark a lot of slack because every time he lends his voice to the show, it is the bravery and love report time. While I love to tell stories and use my voice, Mark is sharing his voice purely to support me and you. Though I'm happy to report he is considering my request that he record one of his favorite poems for Lori's stories. If he does, I think it will be special. Not because Mark needs excellent voice technique, but because it will be a performance from his heart. It's double fun day. First up, Kathleen calls us with some new parenting ideas. Then Donnie lays down some funny with lawyers. And what happens when you don't parent your cows? <laughs> Lori presents Foolish Fun. <laughs> the feature where messing up is just part of the act. <laughs> Hi, Lori. This is Kathleen. I'm Dave's wife. This you can use this for your podcast. This is for your foolish fun segment. Dave and I have a joke. Uh, the wife is speaking to the husband, and the wife says, "I'm going to try something new this summer with the dog and kids." The husband asks, "What's that?" The wife says, I'm sending the dog to camp in the kids' obedience school. Thought you would enjoy that. Happy day, brave companions. Foolish fun, foolish fun. Who has more foolish fun than brave companion foolish funners? What do lawyers wear to court? Answer, lawsuits. Hee, hee, hee. Next question, what do you get from a pampered cow? Ask you. You get spoiled milk, silly. Foolish fun! Woo! 
<laughs> and if you love to be foolish too, call the Bravery Hotline and get your silly on. Kathleen, you deserve your bravery report applause. Thanks for stepping up to the plate to share your voice with us. And Donnie, as always, you deserve your laughter. <laughs> for the foolish fun you bring. To wrap up today's show and to raise my fist in the face of inner criticism, I'm going to practice voice acting by reading you this odd post I wrote where I wasn't quite sure if I had enough of a topic to make it an actual blog entry or if it was just a minor status update of what I've been up to. But listening to the wild and wacky conversation I was having with myself swayed my decision. The title of today's post is, hmm, blog or status? Which is it? It begins with a photo of me wearing my company best straw hat looking up at Descanso Gardens while I'm walking through a sun dappled glade. I didn't mean to capture this, but it goes perfectly with the idea of pondering. Its caption reads, I feel happy and peaceful in the moment. I'm looking at the patterns of the oak trees in the glade at Descanso Gardens. Then the first subhead, it's okay to change your mind. Normally, when I sit down at the computer to communicate with you, I know whether what I feel like writing about is a full-blown story or a blog topic or just some random updates and thoughts that go better into the less formal status update. Today, I'm not sure. So we'll just go with the flow and see what happens. Next subhead. Exercise can be painless, even when it's a pain. Lots of days, I love my exercise. I'm hiking or biking, wandering around listening to cool podcasts and music at the park, or pondering new sights and chatting with neighbors as I meander around my neighborhood hills. Some days I do yoga or videos, even though they are streaming things now, and I have many fun ones I actually enjoy. But yesterday, I had that niggling feeling that I don't want to do no friggin' exercise, which was weird, because I could feel in my body that I did. I was a bit stiff and sore from our bike ride the day before, and I knew a gentle walk would do wonders to move some of the lactic acid out of the muscles and improve my pissy mood. But I was all about the pissy mood. I don't know why. Tantrum Lori was calling the shots. Me, Tantrum Lori, what's wrong? Why aren't you happy today? Tantrum Lori. I'm sick of walking around and exercise and everything. Me. Hmm, that's odd, because we really have gotten out of our exercise routine lately. Tantrum Lori. Yes, and that is just how I effing like it. You quit bossing me around. Me. You feel I'm bossing you around? Tantrum Lori. Always. Zen effing this and zen effing that. I just want to watch cartoons. Me cartoons. We have been watching a lot of cartoons for voice practice. Tantrum Lori. Practice effing practice. I just want to have some fun. Me. I think I know where you're coming from. 
You just want an experience without having to be good or add to your joy or increase skill or anything like that. Am I close? Tantrum Lori. Bingo! Enough with that self-improvement crapola. Me. How about we go to Desconso after therapy and just look around at the pretty flowers? Tantrum Lori. Sounds good. For once. Me. Okay to take photos on a flower safari? Tantrum Lori. Depends. Do they have to be good photos? Me. Nope. We just have to like them ourselves and have fun finding the flowers. Tantrum Lori. Okay. I'm cool with that. Next subhead. Here's one of the flowers I captured on the flower safari. A photo of said flower below and its caption. One of my flower safari pics from yesterday's walk in Descanso Gardens. This is hummingbird sage. Hummingbirds like the red flowers to drink from. Tantrum Lori turned back into Zen Lori after enjoying a leisurely lunch of quiche and Chardonnay in the garden. Tantrum Lori felt satisfied that the food was just what she was hungry for and she didn't have to prove a thing to anyone about it. No calories, no Instagram photos of lunch, no announcements, no formal putting the fork down by counting 10 or any of that. Just a nice day, a quiet lunch, and a small glass of wine. It felt great, and we took the moment to enjoy it and merged together in agreement. Tantrum Lori felt happy and heard. Me, regular Lori, felt less pissy, crazy, and ready to have a small adventure. If you'd like to see all of the photos, go to Lori Dreamweaver on Instagram, and they all have the hashtag, hashtag Flower Safari. Next subhead, progress with my goals. Here's a gotcha, just like one of those optical illusion images where you see an old woman or a young woman, depending on how you look at it. Then I show a photo of my current recording space in the guest room, and its caption reads, Progress in the sound room. We will create a U-shaped baffle of sound blankets on a track that covers the window and closet and door. Great, because I won't lose my storage and the sound quality is coming along. On the surface, you see a bunch of recording stuff in my guest room with the closet open. It's open, by the way, because the clothing helps deaden the sound. In fact, if you are eagle-eyed, you might see a few new things in my recording arsenal. I have my mic stand, a better pop filter, a music stand light to better see the copy, and some other knickknacks. What you don't see is the level of discussion, communication, and budgetary agreement it takes for a retired couple to create an actual recording space in a spare bedroom. Further, what you don't see is the level of confidence, passion, life review, and other moments of fear and zen that goes into pursuing a dream for real. When all is said and done, I may not make it as a professional voice actor, but I have surely already made it as a person who knows what she actually wants, was able to communicate that, and to honor and strengthen her relationship despite the challenges that arose as we wrestled through what we both want in life. I think that's enough to put Mark and I both on the bravery report. Last subhead, final answer. Yep, enough here to be a blog. P.S. I am leaving in an hour to go walk around the park and be interviewed by Alan Standish for the third time. He's interested in my voice acting for this discussion and what I tell myself. So I guess this is a bit of a status report in a blog, in a life, wrapped in a mystery and stuffed in a conundrum. Have a great day, BCs. XOXOXO. So, BCs, as you unravel your mystery stuffed in a conundrum, take a risk betting on yourself. Be open or true or creative or reach for the stars. I believe in you, and I believe every emotional risk builds inner bravery despite the risk of criticism. Until next time, BCs, take care, 
because I really, 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 really care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. I'm letting